This is a HeadGum Podcast. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? I'm hungover today. Me too. Me and you hung out last night with uh, an old buddy of ours that that neither of us had seen in a while, Jerry, and uh, we had too much to drink. The three of us don't really drink or go out or do anything. No. Um, And And we we were out to 9.30 last night. (laughs) When I got home drunk, and not even too drunk, but I'm still very hungover from it, but like I walked in the door at like Mm -hmm. five after 10. Yeah. It, uh... It's pathetic. It is pathetic. I thought uh, you were pathetic. Like I, was I still got like you. eight hours of sleep, and uh-huh. I just woke up. Still, I didn't even feeling... feel like I got that drunk, and I I've been hungover all day, which is uh, some kind of curse. Let that be a lesson to the other middle aged men out there. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, even a few beers uh, can ruin your whole week. Yeah, you got to uh, I don't know. Keep drinking so that you don't. Uh, Get hung over by just having a few beers? Just never stop? Just keep drinking. That's probably the... the, I mean, I'm having my second beer tonight right now, and uh, let me tell you, I feel better. (laughs) I feel better already. And Tom, let me tell you, you look great. (laughs) I I can feel it. I can feel I'm uh, sweating all the toxins out. (laughs) How are you doing this week, Tom? Uh, I'm doing good, although I had a... a tricky situation today that, that I'd like to know what you would have done. Ooh, I specialize in tricky situations, That's, Tom. Well, in this case, I hadn't and created... And sticky situations, but we won't get into that. In this case, I hadn't caused the tricky situation, which I feel like you are good at getting yourself into. Uh, oh, I'm always getting myself into scrapes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- t- it's usually just like... A, like a meaningless shoplifting that you're doing. That's uh, it's just kind of... Hey, it's a compulsion. <laughs> it's like you're stealing things you don't need yeah, and that you could easily alive. afford. Yeah. You know, candy it's bars. It's about that, Tom. Yeah, it's a, the thrill of stealing. Yeah, it's part of that. It's partially just like, I need to do it. Yeah, and that's one of the uh, sticky situations I was referring to the time uh, you, you, you forgot about it and all the chocolate melted. Inside your pants. <laughs> that was quite a sticky situation that I did not do a good job extracting myself from. Uh, so here is my tricky situation. Tim, you know uh, what alternate side of the street parking is. Oh, God. Are we going to uh, get into that? Okay. Yes, I do. do but can like, you explain it for maybe people that don't live in a city that has this stupid... In New York City. I don't know how other cities do it. Some do, some don't. That's my guess. <laughs> There is street parking. You can park your car on the street in parking spots. On the side of the street. Yes. Although most people don't seem to follow that. However, Mm -hmm. once and in some areas, twice Twice. a week, Mm -hmm. you have to move your car. There are... 
are two hours usually where you cannot park your car on that side of the street. so Because a street sweeper is going to come. Ostensibly, that's the excuse. They, they do get. come. Sometimes. Uh, by me, they come all the time. Okay, well, then you I've, I've noticed the very sparkling, clean streets. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, I pay out of pocket to get them to come uh, a few extra times a week. So, essentially, for a couple hours, mm-hmm. one day or two days a week, um, everybody on one side of the street, on a certain area of blocks, has to move their car at the same time and mm-hmm. can't be parked there. Yeah. Um, and then everybody has to move them back. So parking, figuring out your parking for the week, especially mm-hmm. if you don't drive your car every day, it turns into some strategic Yeah, game. You, you've got to keep track of where it is. Because also you don't want to be moving your... If you can't park between 12.30 and 1.00, or twelve thirty and two. You don't want to be moving your car at twelve thirty because guess uh, what? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the goddamn city's doing it. Yeah, at that time. yeah. So you can't. Well, not in the city. Just you know, maybe on a couple of blocks. But yeah. but you can't find a spot because everybody is in the same situation. So you have to move it ahead of time. So what I do, uh, I know people are probably take out your notebooks. You want to know what I do? Tom's guide to <laughs> for life. An alternate side yeah. is usually, you know, it's uh, Monday, Thursday, and Tuesday, Friday, and Wednesday is a free day. You don't have to. Nobody has to move their car. Then is if you're in a Tuesday spot. I this is the ideal situation. You're in a Tuesday spot on Sunday night. <laughs> Monday comes along, right? As soon as it's over, say alternate sides over at two. Maybe 15 minutes before then, you move your car to to there, and now you've got until Thursday. Right. And then you do the same thing again on Wednesday. You move, you know, you, you just kind of stay one step ahead. Yeah. Don't worry about the detail. This is like Tenet. The movie Tenet. <laughs> it's just a lot know, like Tenet. Just follow follow the emotion of the story here. Yeah, yeah. Just strap in, enjoy the ride here. Don't get bogged <laughs> down in the details. Um, I'd say this alternate side story is is definitely on par with the Christopher Nolan film Tenet. Maybe that's what his next movie is going to be about. Maybe maybe all these other things have been a warm up to trying to explain how these rules work and mm-hmm. the best way to uh, work around them. Now, however, the the I guess fail safe, the backup is that if you fail to move your car and you can't find a spot, they won't ticket your car as long as you're sitting in it. They don't make you nominally move it if they come by. No. But doesn't that impede the street, street sweeper, sweeper from doing their yes. job? Mm-hmm. And then you're paying on both ends at this point. What do you mean I'm paying on both You're paying the street sweeper to come around. Oh, me personally, yeah. 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 Well, I only do it on the side of the street I'm not on. (laughs) But but that's like, you know. So you go out and sit in your car. You have to essentially start the engine of your car Mm -hmm. and idle. So like at any given time, there's a lot of cars just idling, just Mm -hmm. for no reason spewing toxins into the air in the neighborhood. Yeah. It gets canceled out by all the trucks doing it, though. Uh, it's something to do with diesel and unleaded gas. I can't get into the details. That's for another episode. But uh, so I was in this situation today. I had to sit in my car because I screwed up and I forgot to move it. So it sucks. I go out there with like, you know, a book and 
harmonica. A harmonica. I, I, I come up with a blues song about having to sit in my car out there for 90 minutes. But so today it's happening. And it's right outside my apartment building, like which is great. Like I can connect to the Wi-Fi sometimes even. Right. Uh, it's close enough. But there, there's a guy in the car in front of me, and I recognize him as a guy that I see that lives across the street. Yeah, I was hoping to be a celebrity. I recognized him as uh, acclaimed actor George Clooney. <laughs> uh, no, Tim, I don't live in uh, that kind of neighborhood. Uh, I assume he lives in a very uh, uh, austere neighborhood to, to go along with all this charitable uh Yeah, but he's still moving endeavors. his his, uh, his car for alternate sides. <laughs> he's every still, week. yep. Yeah. Hey, stars, they're just like us. But so I'm sitting there. Th- this guy's in his car, and he and he comes out. And he's like looking at me, and at first I think like he's mad at me for something. Yeah, well, whenever anybody, <laughs> that just always that's my default assumption. If somebody's looking at me, they're mad at me for something I did. Uh, but then he comes over, and I roll down the window, and I'm actually like, "Yes, wor- he for some gray poupon." No, that would have been awesome. Uh, no, but I like had my laptop with me. I was I was actually doing work, and he's like, "Hey." Um, I'm going inside. If they come around, can you just like honk the horn or something? And I go, yeah. And then he leaves. And I go, why did I agree to that? What? And now I spend the next fucking hour instead of doing work, like having to keep one eye out because his car is right in front of mine. It's bigger than mine. So I can't see past it. But from what I can see, there are no other cars between the corner and this car. So if a if a traffic cop comes to ticket, they're going to I, I'm not going to get any warning. I'm not going to see him until he's writing the ticket out for that car. Yeah. And also honk. People are honking all the time. It's the city. And yeah. then if I'm honking, is the guy is the traffic cop going to be mad at me for honking the horn? <laughs> you're, you're very concerned with people being mad. at Yeah. You. But mostly it was just now I have to keep an eye out because. If I don't, and this guy comes back out and there's a ticket on his windshield, because sometimes that happens where I'm like working and I don't even notice until I leave. Oh, shit. The car in front of me and behind me both have tickets. Yeah. I didn't even notice the guy come by, but he saw me and just kept walking. That is an asinine rule. Also, by the way, like, oh, there's a guy in the car wasting his time. Well, you're (laughs) exempt from a ticket. Yeah. I mean, it's more, I think, just that. It's the assumption, hey, but when the street sweeper comes, you're going to get out of the way, right? I don't think they give a shit one way or another. The, but the people then why not, why not give the ticket? Because then they're going to have to get into they a don't confrontation want, They don't want a guy somebody. mad at them. Yeah, exactly. Because then the guy, most of the time when people are mad at them, they're long gone by then. Yeah. But if they have to like actually give you a ticket, like if you start giving me a ticket, I would be like, all right, I'll leave. Yeah, you could just drive away. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would just go around the block and come back. Run them over. <laughs> but that, Nobody's tried that. What should, someone, someone's <laughs> giving you a parking ticket. Run them over. But what should I have said to this guy? Because also it's like, well, wait a minute, pal. Why? Yeah. Oh, actually, hold on. You know what? I'll go inside. You sit out here yeah. and you honk if he comes. Why do you get the privilege? Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to say yes. But that that's a pretty big ask. Yeah. Do you think that guy had to poop well, real bad? 
here's the thing. I also thought like, oh, he's going inside for five or ten minutes. Yeah. And that, yeah, uh, no problem. Yeah, if you got a poop or whatever, yeah. go go do it. No problem. I'll honk if he comes. But no, an hour later, the guy just never came back. That's the thing, Tom. I bet he had, in his mind, mm-hmm. an intention. Like, I'm going to come back in five yeah. or ten minutes. I have something to do inside that's urgent. And then he he got a taste of the sweet life. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I got Tom Reynolds out there working yeah, for me. Yeah, he's probably watching me through the window laughing, drinking <laughs> a glass of yeah, champagne. Exactly. He's like, I don't need to come back out there. What yeah. am I going to do? Um, that's for that's for suckers like that idiot. This guy was too much of a coward to say anything except for yeah, yes, sir. Of course, <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, sir. So like, what am I doing rushing back out there well, to sit like a jackass? If a traffic cop comes, I'll try and take his gun, sir. <laughs> uh, depending on the way that it was asked, yeah, I think I would have done what you did, but I think I would have also been like, yeah. Although, I might have to run at some point. Yeah. Um. So like, I'll do my best, but don't count on me. Yeah. Exactly. Um. In, in retrospect, I was also thinking that I could have been like, "Yeah, you're coming back, right?" And if he was like, "Oh no," then I'd be like, "Well, I can't promise I'm gonna watch your car for an hour." <laughs> also, what is this guy doing? Like, what is the plan here? Right. He's in his apartment. Is he on the first floor? Uh, I think so. And literally, like, his door, he walked 10 feet into his apartment. So you are keeping an eye out. If you mm-hmm. see any kind of cop car come, you immediately start mashing the horn? No, Is that no. what he expects? Uh, I don't think so. Because, like, you see them coming. They walk, you know, the, the uh, traffic cops. Okay. But, like, so... Him, he's mm-hmm. in his apartment uh-huh. doing the important business that he's right. doing, he's and he hears beep, 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 and he's like, "That's Tom Reynolds." Yeah, my, I mean, my, it, and then he what sprints out? Yeah, exactly. Just, like, because uh, that's the other. I thing. don't I'm, know that this plan, even executed to perfection, would would spare him a ticket. I mean, that's the other thing that I'm thinking the whole time, like. And then is he yeah, going to blame if, you? If for I that? see if I see them five cars down, I could honk and you could come out. Sure, but yeah, but, but there's no guarantee the of honk. that. Yeah, recognize the honk. Right, we hadn't agreed on like a pattern on. of yeah, honks. That's what you should have asked uh, them. Uh, 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 uh. Does but your, then a lot of people do that just for fun. And does your horn do different? Uh, tones like that, no, like different notes. I have a, I have an extra horn in the car that I keep though, that's uh, tuned, tuned a little different. You should have made it really annoying for him. You should have just been like, yeah, but we're going to need a secret honk, right? So what should it be? And it can't be just something well, uh, novel. Should, it can't I, be shaving a haircut two bits because like, some yeah. people do that for yeah, fun anyway. You can't do uh, this is serious business. like cucaracha either because sometimes- Problematic these da, 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 days. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But they they sell those horns that do that. They do, but if it, Tom, mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you're ringing that horn, if you're honking that, that yeah. horn in 2023, <laughs> Something's wrong here. Uh, what if I just had a auga, auga? I mean, one of those. Yeah, I should have just kept honking the horn, and then every time he came out, be like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, false alarm." I, I thought that that dog was a police dog. You should have kept honking the horn, and then 
pretending like you didn't honk the or deny <laughs> honk the horn. What that wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You came out here. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Some other guy honked. All right. All right. Now, if this happens again, I feel more comfortable. I've got a few different options <laughs> in my quiver that I could uh, pull out. Aside from just saying, ah, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. No thanks. Or just not rolling my window down in the first place. Or you could have just been like, yeah, I like. I'm working. Yeah, uh, I, I might I miss it. I might be to... bad at this job that yeah. you're asking me to do. And but then, what if he's like, "Oh, were you an idiot?" Then yeah. what am I gonna say? Yes. Yeah. Hey, my uh, my mom always said, "Stupid is as stupid does." Yeah. Oh, and then he'll he'll be so embarrassed that he got so owned. He got he's by like, a oh, I got Gump. gumped. Well, Tim. Speaking of Hollywood. Speaking of Forrest Gump himself. We're not speaking of Forrest Gump himself. Yeah, Tom Hanks. He's a Hollywood actor, Tom. He He's on a, strike. Yeah, but not. But you're talking about the, the man Forrest Gump. He's not a Hollywood actor. I'm sure Forrest Gump has a SAG card through some uh, uh, crazy that, shenanigans. Not, that didn't happen in the movie, huh? Him like getting a SAG card? Yeah, well, no. <laughs> you would think they'd be like, oh, uh, he he wandered onto the set of... The Godfather mm-hmm. and uh, told Francis Ford Coppola, you know, like, oh, you should make this about the mafia because it wasn't yeah. going to be a mafia movie or something. You should tell him to take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me he's making an offer. <laughs> I don't think he can refuse that <laughs> offer. <laughs> ah, all right. Yeah. Calls the writer yeah. over. Uh, yeah, they should have put that in Forrest Gump. Yeah, you would think there'd be some Hollywood aspect of it, right, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they need to put in how Forrest Gump gets a SAG card. They maybe not get a SAG card, but the uh, WGA would be relevant to our... Uh, do you think Forrest Gump can write? I think he can dictate. That's true. Yeah, he dictated that whole story to different people on the bus stop. Yeah. Well, they weren't. He was just telling the story. He was just talking. Yeah, but they made a movie out of it. Yeah. Good. Just hey. using the, uh, the, his narration. Good on you, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Hey, you good on it. you, whoever was sitting there and uh, video, uh, audio taped that conversation. Yeah. Good thinking. Um, Tim, we're talking about Hollywood and the strikes. <sighs> that hurt my throat when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> All these lazy bones who All don't want to work. Multi-millionaires. They got the lives of uh, of God, God yeah. himself, and they just don't know. That's, that's that's not our stance on this. Where meanwhile, nice guys like Bob Iger, they're trying to help everyone, trying to entertain everybody. Yeah, it's just trying to take home tens or sometimes hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars in one year. But they're the ones that really care about art. Bob Iger. That's why he's in it. That's why he came back. It wasn't because they gave him even more money. Anyway, Tim, we're talking about... For Unequivocal f- support for the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, even though I have come to... Did you the- say uh, SAG-AFLAC? <laughs> yeah, why? The duck, <laughs> right? A, the no, duck's on strike. I haven't seen... Have you seen the yeah, duck on TV true. lately? I, yeah, I guess the duck is on strike. Yeah. That's the only way to explain it. Uh, continue. What were you saying? Unequivocal support, but... Even though, lately, you know this, I've come to the conclusion that um, it's silly that uh, made-up stories uh, (laughs) and people pretending to be things 
um, captures my imagination. I'm embarrassed that I love the movies <laughs> and TV. Yeah, you think it's silly and frivolous. Yeah. You're but like, you you're know like what? some late 18th century industrialist. <laughs> yeah, but I, but a union man, Tom. We're supportive of the union. Yes. Uh, and uh, what is it? Since The first time since 1960, I think, that both are on strike at the same time? Yeah. And now the writers were previously on strike, what was that, 2007, 2008? Yep. And the actors, when were they last on strike? Oh, that's a. That's... I think it was 1980. I think it was a while ago. I think they came close. Uh, more recently. Yeah, I think so. Or or were on strike maybe for a short time, but it but it got resolved pretty quickly. But this time, doesn't seem like it's going to be resolved anytime soon. Now everybody's digging in their heels. Yeah. Uh, the uh, AMPTPA. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, oh, uh, AMPTP, uh, which yeah. uh, represents the producers, represents the the studios. American Motion Picture and Television Producers. That's association probably, uh, of probably not American. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it might be American because I mean, uh, like I know at least SAG. These colors don't run well. Like SAG and the WGA are specific to America right. and. Not specific to Americans. You can be part of the union if you're not an American, but it, it's supposed to mostly... Work being done in the, the good old U.S. of A. Yes, uh, because there's... You know, it's re- one of the... In- I mean, we'll, we'll be dissecting this over the next, what, five hours? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, strapping, folks. <laughs> Uh, but one of the things I was reading about was um, <laughs> alternate side talk <laughs> for fifteen minutes, and then five, five hours, hours of, going uh, going uh, line by line through union negotiations, going through the, both proposed contracts. <laughs> the uh, union in the UK, uh, Actors Equity, uh, apparently legally is not allowed to strike at the same time as SAG. Yeah. And I I don't know why that is. It seems like they are not like I read a statement that they put out that was basically like, you know, legally we cannot tell people because actually was like a I guess they had to put out, uh, you know, it seemed helpful. It seemed like they were probably getting inundated with this uh, questions from people like, okay, if I'm sag but not equity but i'm in london filming something what what am i supposed to do and they basically put out a statement like laying out all the different situations where they couldn't they couldn't help you they couldn't back you so they were like no they can fire you if you don't show up for work here because you're not allowed in this situation you're not allowed to strike show up to work please if you don't they'll fire you and there's nothing we can do to to help with that right uh confusing very confusing yeah why there would be that kind of uh law i mean i'm sure it's you know some some big margaret thatcher that's what that was the somebody mentioned that on uh social media this oh, week, yeah? that law and somebody was like well i'm Dancing on Margaret Thatcher's grave. Yeah, or I mean that makes like, sense. Yeah, that, maybe that I don't it, know. I blame I blame most problems in my life on uh, Ronald Thatcher. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, but I mean, she was fiercely anti-union, so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But it seemed like this law. I guess there are a lot of different uh, industries that that it could cover. When we were growing up, Tom, mm-hmm. was the prevailing sentiment that we were kind of exposed to that when those air traffic controllers went on strike <laughs> and Reagan just came and like fired them all. Yeah. That that was a good thing. Um, I feel like we like learned that in school. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they specifically said it was a good thing, but they, but I'm sure they didn't say it was a bad thing. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that like, you know, Reagan and his supporters held up as like, look at this guy. And I believe he was the president of SAG when they were on strike yeah. in 1960. He was. So, like, you know, yeah, he's a, a scab. <laughs> but, uh, probably had a lot weird, of like, too. Especially, like, these days. I feel like if, like, uh, air traffic controllers were like, hey, we're keeping the skies, keeping all these planes from crashing into each other in the skies, we're like, we need better working conditions. The American public would be more sympathetic. Yes, I, I would hope so. Even though we're like more fiercely anti-union than ever um, in the uh, U.S. That's and tide's turning. Yeah, tide's the turning. Ti- yeah. I, I think the tide is turning. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I've seen people point out that like the tide seemed to be turning for years uh, where people are coming around and, and realizing uh, the benefits of unions and uh, uh, and unionizing workplaces, I, I guess that's where the tide's turning. That's where we hear a lot more about like Amazon workers trying to unionize and and hearing about how awful their conditions are, yeah, uh, specifically. And then learning like, oh, like uh, big corporations, they try and stop <laughs> these people from unionizing, and uh, they're not allowed to. They're not supposed to do that. It's illegal. Uh, or at least so like, you know, there are plenty of legal ways they can try and stop it, but, uh, they, they, they try everything they can, uh, cause it works out for them. Like, it, you know, it's their bottom oh, line. Jeffy Bezos. Yeah. So it's going to work out for him. And well, then, and, uh, and all these companies always come out on Starbucks. All yeah. All these companies always come out and they're like, no, if you unionize, we won't be able to do that. We're looking out for your best interest. It's like. Well, if you were, then they wouldn't be looking to unionize. <laughs> like, you have to be an idiot to believe that, like, oh, all of a sudden, no, they they, they got the message. They said they're, you know, it's like an abusive relationship. No, you said things are going to be different this time. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling me things are great. So uh, <laughs> who am I to, to argue? Um, so let's talk about the reasons behind this strike. Yeah, the nanny. No, that's that's not what. I yeah, mean, the nanny was like, "Everybody, stop working." <laughs> uh, Fran Drescher is currently the president of SAG. So one of the things I love about SAG is like the president's usually somebody pretty famous, like not an A-list actor, but no, like, a, like before a her, actor. before her, it was like somebody. It was Andrea from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, and was it Mr. Feeny? The oh, was he? I think he was. Well, now, uh, now you're saying now. Well, that that does trend a list. <laughs> no, but it's always like uh, it seems like it's often you know TV actors who are like people that have been working for years and years and yeah. years. Uh, and yeah, it's just interesting seeing somebody like Fran Drescher up there. You're from like, the TV, and yeah. like yeah, of course that because that's what that's what the job that they're representing is. Yeah, 
people on the TV. And and hey, look, you're back on the TV now. Yeah, oh, the nanny's playing. <laughs> oh, oh. She, she's been walking around for the last five years pitching this nanny reboot. Yeah, and no all of takers. A sudden... And then she's like, "Well, I know how to get back in the spotlight." Yeah, they'll do one of those reboots where it's like a like, oh, this time the nanny's a reality TV show. I haven't seen one minute of the TV show The Nanny. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you have. It used to play on reruns all the time. Who are you, a guy from the, who was born in freaking the 40s? What? It used to play on reruns all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we say it, Tim. And look, if, if they go back to playing things on reruns, then we'll we'll solve I all these. Born in the probably like born these, in the twenties. All these they didn't have reruns back then. Well, Tim. No, well then they're born. Maybe not when they were a baby. Uh, they didn't have reruns for a long time because famously in Back to the Future in 1955, he says they saw a Honeymooners episode on re on a rerun, and his uncle, who's a little kid, goes, "What's a rerun?" They um, never had heard of it before. Back to the Future, it's it's not airtight, Tom. Well, they got everything right about tw- what 2015 would be like. You know, what? I, that pisses me off. <laughs> what when people judge movies like, oh, the, oh, the movie, the movie isn't good mm-hmm. uh, because like it incorrectly. You know, th- that's not what 2015 was yeah. like. It's like they knew that. They just want to make it fun. Yeah, they were making a movie, not trying to predict the future. Yeah. They were like, what would be more fun, having flying cars or just everybody looking at their phones all the time? Being sad. Yeah. Depressed. Yeah, being, being sad about everything and everything just kind of generally sucking. Nah, how about this? You can get a dehydrated pizza pizza. You put it in the Black & Decker hydrator, rehydrator. You got a delicious pizza in no time. That pizza in that movie looks so it good. It did look so good. And then they like pull it out. But that's because they, they had that uh, uh, cross-promotional deal. Because remember, you could go to Pizza Hut and get the glasses, the yeah. Back to the Future 2 glasses that looked awesome. Yeah. Did you get them? Yeah, I got them. Yeah, I got them too. I, I didn't, didn't see the... the movie in theaters. I was oh, just fan I saw of the, the glasses. movie in theaters. And I remember being so upset because I was like, oh, man, Back to the Future 3. Like, well, have to go see that one. And I think my dad was like, nah, one and done. <laughs> and then I had to read the novelization. And the novelization was obviously written before the second movie was shot because they were shot together. So it like had in- inaccuracies about what had happened prior. Very confusing. I should have read the second part novelization, then the third. Well, I haven't seen an episode of The Nanny, Tom. It just didn't appeal to me. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tim, you ever ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly? You're just walking around, you want to tell people you hate them or you love them or you... Uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting but... you went negative first, but yeah, no, I, there's I a lot of things. love, second, and then the treasure, that's also The positive. treasure is the, is the wild card. We, it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're, we're big, uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we, we, we think it's, uh, 
something anyone can uh, can benefit from. It's not just uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences or going through a rough patch. Uh, even if you're doing good, maybe you can do better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Complete Guide. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, Tim, we were going to get into uh, why they did this. Why'd they do this? Why'd they stop making movies? I love movies. And TV shows, come on. I love TV shows. Keep making them. Yeah, put the Sopranos back on. Yeah. Um, Tim, there's a few big reasons why. uh, I think, actually, like both unions are going on strike for very similar reasons, it seems like. Well, the whole entertainment industry completely changed. Yeah, got upended. Yeah, in the last few years, with the, hey, with all these streaming services. Yes. Well, and hilariously, well, not so hilariously because it, it didn't work out well. When the, the last time the writers went on strike, it was because of like Mobisodes. Yeah. It was because uh, studios were just getting into putting stuff online, putting stuff on the internet. And I mean, I'm joking about there was like a very specific like year or two. Where every show, I specifically remember Lost and 24 and The Office all having mobisodes. Mobile episodes. Yeah, which were meant to be watched on your like Nokia smartphone. <laughs> it would probably cost you like $48 in data. Um, no, but they had them on websites too, or webisodes they would call them. And it was like, you know, I don't know, a five minute thing, usually with like a minor character that they had their own storyline. And the weird thing is, I remember this being a big thing and kind of thinking like, ah, it doesn't seem like anybody wants this. Anybody likes this. The shows that I loved that did it. Yeah. I was never like, well, let me get to uh, Nokia phone so I can... <laughs> Yeah. See the adventures of uh, Stanley on The Office. Yeah. Um, well, because you knew, like, this isn't going to be canon. They're not going to require well, that you have watched. Well, when Lost did it, yeah. like, suckers. Not uh-huh. me so much, but you, for yeah. sure. You were like, it's all part. We're going to need to know this. Uh-huh. There are clues there. None of this is going to make sense unless you've seen all the Mobisodes, <laughs> yeah. unless you've seen all the Webisodes, unless you've read the book Bad Twin, <laughs> cover May- to cover. Maybe they're going to uh, reveal how every- what is actually going on with everything, tie it all together in episode five of the Mobisodes. <laughs> And uh, instead of their, you know, uh, top rated network TV show. 
but but the issue was that they were having writers, of course, write these things or having non-union writers write these things because oftentimes the, it was writers assistants that would uh, that would oh, be like okay. their way to like flex their muscles right, and like right. get into it. It'd be like an assignment for them. Yeah, and it was stuff that the current contract the WGA had at the time did not envision this idea, so yeah. it did not cover That wasn't this. the sole reason. There was also like no, uh, but that was royalties for DVD sales, yes. which were big at the time as well. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. But but the Mobisos was big just because they knew like oh this is gonna get bigger at some point if they don't have to adhere to the standard agreements for yes. this type of content they're just gonna be like well why don't we make it all that type of content yeah and then they essentially freaking did it <laughs> yeah well that's the thing they uh they agreed to. Like uh, a pretty shitty streaming deal. I don't think it was even called streaming yet because at the time there was not a way to monetize that kind of content. When did Netflix streaming come out? And were there were the writers and everybody in Hollywood like, well, they're only just going to have that one Zach Galifianakis <laughs> stand up special and like uh, two weird direct to DVD movies on yeah. Netflix instant forever and then little hammer showed up mm. no but but that but little steven little steven showed up uh yeah the it wasn't envisioned as something that would make money and that was the studio's argument like th this is promotional material these are commercials for people watching the show which for that specific type of content Sure, they were right. Eh, they were always like those things were sponsored by Verizon or something. There was money going around and not going to the people actually making this shit. But they did not seemingly I mean, these freaking mobisodes with like, hey, uh, the, on the island from Lost, have you ever wondered what the extras in the background, what their <laughs> inner lives were like? Yeah, it wasn't like, oh wow, what a great advertisement. I better check out Lost, the TV <laughs> show now. Right. <laughs> But never, I, th never considered watching that. Yeah, I mean, but you could argue like it. Oh, it's for the diehard fans, and it'll keep them diehard fans. Yeah. What? But, but the my bottom line being, they did not anticipate Netflix and and all these streaming services. And uh, Netflix, I streaming, I think started maybe around that time or two thousand eight, but. When they did come out with Lillehammer, it was like, what? They're making their own content. And for a while, it was just kind of... What, they cast the worst actor on The Sopranos <laughs> in the lead role? Uh, yeah, so, well, obviously, they're not serious about this. But then they got serious, and they've been able to make all this shit yeah, under... you were like, hey, guess what? They hired my hero, and the rest is <laughs> Kevin history. Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Um... Not my hero, to be clear. I just knew who Tim would have been referring to. <laughs> no, you liked his uh, his performance in uh, Beyond the Sea, the Bobby Darren story. I don't think I know that. Uh, Kevin Spacey at the height of his powers. It's mm -hmm. like Oscar winner. You know, in like a string of like really successful movies. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna write direct, mm -hmm. produce, and star in, uh, I'm 45 years old, a biopic about uh, Bobby Darren. How old was Bobby Darren when he died? <laughs> I, I don't know how old he was when he died, but the, but the movie was like, 
uh, when he sang Splish Splash, <laughs> he was 22 years old. And yeah. you see Kevin Spacey like, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. I don't, I don't think I knew about this. Yeah. Now, now I am curious <laughs> to see this. It sounds awful. Yeah. I uh, it, I even think it was one of those things that like, sounds awful. Let me, and then you're like, oh, this is nah, going to be boring. it's like too bad. Yeah, to, yeah. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. Uh, they've been making shit under this crappy agreement for all these uh Netflix and Prime where they don't the the royalty structure is uh or the residuals are way different that basically for movies TV shows whenever a movie would come out on DVD and people bought those DVDs a, a TV show or a movie would air on network TV or cable TV actors would get checks and writers would get checks they would get a, a percentage. Somebody's making money off of the thing that they made. Yeah. They should get money for that. I should get some money from that, too, because I was a very important part of making this thing. And me, the viewer, mm-hmm. I should get money, too, <laughs> because sometimes I don't I, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, but I'm watching it, and it's right. like, I don't see how it ends, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, send you, me, you send, can, send me a couple bucks. You can call them me. and they'll send you. Uh, they'll compensate you. They'll yeah. send you money back. Bobby Darren died at age thirty-seven. By the way, yeah, that's tragic. All I know, but I thought he died like uh, uh, before uh, he was the age Kevin Spacey was at that time. Yeah, but uh, what was I saying? Where was I going with this about uh, residuals? Oh, residuals. So, uh, well, I was saying, I, I'm not actually sure because I was looking up Bobby Darren and <laughs> I, I could yeah. tell. Uh, with the thing with residuals is even if because I said, oh, you know, I was an important part of this. Sometimes people weren't an important part of it; they were barely in it. Maybe they had a line or two, but the thing was, it was played so many times, and so many people saw it. That even if they were like, all right, we'll give you, you know, one cent for every person that watched this this year, that would add up to to a, a, a decent chunk of change. And that does not happen with the streamers. They do not pay any. They pay some residuals, but they also their big thing is none of them want to give their numbers out, their viewer numbers. Yeah. Which they would have to in order to figure out what I mean they don't want to pay residuals either but they also especially don't want uh their actual numbers out there presumably because a lot of them are worse than than what everybody I think it's thinks. also a mix of things right like where yeah, it's that's like true it's probably different in every if situation you have a Netflix right mm-hmm. I don't think like number one they probably don't want you to know how few people watched Something they spent a ton of money on. Yeah, and they certainly don't want the producer or somebody or or a director, somebody Mm -hmm. who worked on a shit reality show and made no money (laughs) to know know that uh, it is by far the most successful show. 700 million people watch this around the world. "Ah, You should actually, you should pay me for that. Yeah, I got paid $5,000 for that whole season. And yeah, it, it was... And more people watch this than, uh, you know, whatever. The Scorsese movie you paid yeah. $200 million exactly. for. Which I'm sure happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, one thing's more expensive. And one thing, 
presumably people are going to be watching for much longer. I'm not going to get into an argument of why Scorsese. Uh, hey, people are always watching The Irishman for much longer. I watch right? The Irishman, Tim. I swear to God, every night. Every night <laughs> wow. before I go to bed. I swear to God on that one. Yeah, I I love it. I, it's I, a good. It's a good just like wind down for the. It's yeah, you know it's, it, uh, it settles me for the night. Yeah, it's something you don't have to think about too much. Um. So yeah, well, here's one of the because you would think, well, don't these actors know going into this like uh, they're not going to get residuals? And the answer is yes. And if you're a famous actor and a powerful actor, you can negotiate that up front. So like some of these actors have gotten insane paydays. And like anything, you know, you're Chris Hemsworth and you're making some shitty action movie for Netflix. You're not going to get residuals. So you might say, well, my normal fee is $15 million, but because I'm not going to get any residuals, I want $30 million. And they might say, yeah, okay. And then you might know like, oh, yeah. And then 500,000 people watch this movie. They lost a ton of money. I wound up ahead. Maybe something does become a huge hit. And they're like, ah, I would have made a little bit more, but I'm still okay. But for so what you're saying is uh, try to be successful. Try to be very successful. Then yeah. you can negotiate. No, but that's that's the problem that not everybody's successful and they don't have the power to negotiate. And not these. by any. Uh, it the whole the whole profession. Yeah, is a crapshoot because yeah. like so much is uh, dependent not just on you and your performance. Any mm-hmm. number of things can go wrong in a production. So if you're lucky enough to get some work, yeah, um, hopefully something will be a hit, and that should the success of that mm-hmm. should be able to carry you through fallow periods or yes. things where like productions didn't come together and something wasn't a, a success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a Hey, you get paid once for something, and that, like that's just not the kind of job it is. Yeah, I mean there there are plenty of people that uh, I mean, and how many as people- a thespian myself, Tom? Wow, I'm well versed in uh, the acting, uh, the the career the of game. an actor. Well, uh, it, you're trivial trivializing it by calling it a game, Tom. Uh, it's a all- sport. <laughs> There's. I want to say 160,000 members of SAG. Maybe it's 140,000, mm-hmm. but it's a lot. And, you know, if you think like, okay, yeah, uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Uh, Clooney. Yeah, uh, George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Aniston. All the Jennifer. Oh, we could be here all day with the Jennifers. Yeah. Uh, even if we spend 160,000. 160,000. Tim, even if we spend and, all and, night. Uh, 95,000 of Jens. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. If you want to uh, set your kid up for uh, success in Hollywood, name them Jen. But, uh, well, only to their friends. Jennifer, uh, their professional name. But uh, Don't talk even, to me about Jen Aniston's friends. <laughs> even Tom, if we were, even <laughs> a if, wacky bunch. Even if we were here all night naming every SAG member we know, Tim, we wouldn't even crack. Uh, I bet we could maybe get a thousand. But... Do you think we could get to it that we got five hours, Tom? Let's okay, see. well, I guess you're you're right. No, but my point being that the vast majority of SAG members are working actors. Right. They they are people either 
just getting by or like doing okay for themselves by by working their asses off especially nowadays it's like well the only way you can get like a middle class living as an actor or or like even lower upper class living is by working your ass off uh, because you're not going to see residuals on most of these things. How much money do you think Steven Root has? Uh, not enough. I'll yeah, tell you that much. For our finest I think he probably, but I think that's probably a good example that I bet he's probably like, oh, I made more money off of news radio than anything else I've done in my career because that was uh, playing on reruns for a long time. <laughs> And I got residuals from that because they, you know, it was playing on local affiliates and I right. would get, uh, you know, a few cents every time it played or, or a dollar or whatever. Um, probably. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know how HBO works because I was, yeah, he's, he's not a lot of HBO. Yeah. And that's not TV. It's not TV. It works completely differently. Um, so. A lot of these actors for a long time, what they relied on was residuals uh, so that, you know, there was like a base level of income coming in uh, for people. And even if it wasn't enough money to live on, you know, there there's multiple uh, uh, grades between making a living as an actor and making absolutely nothing as an actor. Right. And if you make $25,000 a year off residuals, well, then that's enough to, you know, maybe you've got some savings or maybe you only have to work part-time so you can still go to auditions. Uh, you know, you, you, it's going to be a little bit easier for you. And then some people made tons of money off residuals. And then also a lot of people, they're old. They can't act anymore. But they get residuals and you have to get, I think it's like somewhere around 24000 a year you have to make as an actor to qualify for health care. Right. And they were saying because residuals and reruns and everything have gone away that there are, you know, these elderly former actors in their like 80s and 90s that are losing their health care because they, they don't make enough money anymore to qualify. So that's that's the big thing they're fighting about. Yeah, it's bad. You know what? The picket line seemed fun. Yeah, it was full of A-list actors. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to see anybody out of work. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody should get a fair deal. Yes. And I make a lot of jokes, Even the devil? The devil, hey, the devil should get his due. Well, he'd be... Lucky I heard he went down to Georgia, and it was there was a whole fiddle competition, yeah. and like, look, and he lost fair and square. Yeah, exactly, and that's all he wants. He wants a fair shit. That's all the devil wants. Um, but uh, uh, it does seem like they're going to, you know, you got you got celebs there. Uh-huh. They have like theme days and stuff. Who? They have theme days, oh, or theme at least days. they did on, uh, you know, when the the WGA mm-hmm. started striking. Right. Yeah. They had like they, Simpsons. They day. could come up with ideas. The actors, they were like, yeah. uh, "How about Pretty Day? <laughs> <laughs> we all try and look as pretty as we can." Tom, there are ugly actors out there. Even the ugly actors, though, you see them in real life. And oh, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. TV. You're like, oh, that that's either a normal looking person or a good looking person who. 
But when they're on TV acting opposite, you know, Gross. Somebody... they make you want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, at them. it's like, oh, that person's disgusting. <laughs> um, uh, but look, don't you want to like, doesn't it seem like I'd like to go on strike for a couple days mm-hmm. and then just be like, let's go march and chant and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you this. Righteous what indignation do you think about, and stuff. I feel like I've seen people that have gone to picket that are not in either of these unions. And that... I kind of, like, hey, rub elbows with, with some... But, but that's what it is, right? Like, I just feel like I've seen some people do that, and they're like, you know... Yeah, we gotta have solidarity. It's like, are you? Were you at like the last sanitation department uh, <laughs> union strike? No, you went to the one that fucking Bob Odenkirk shows up at all the time. Then you see him on the news, so you could be like, oh, hi, I love Mister Show. Yeah, I remember at the last writers' strike, I was like walking through Manhattan, and mm-hmm. there was a picket, and it was like all uh, there was like a bunch of people from SNL. Yeah. I was like, oh, those are people from TV. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Like, I was like, hey, I support the thing. Yeah. And of course, I support the thing. But do. I was like, I'm never, you know, going to yell it on the street unless, uh, you know, like Amy Poehler's there. And yeah. I'm like, hey, look at me. But, uh, Blonde lady. You, you could have yelled, live from New York. And then done, hey, Amy Poehler. You could have done everybody that you saw in their voices. Yeah. That, that would have been, been nice for them. That would have been, they they been like, we haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. It was nice to hear from a stranger <laughs> on the street. We and what a Don, Don Pardo yell our yeah. names in a while. <laughs> But you just did like a mediocre Don Pardo impression. It yeah, made us feel comfort, like we were back at work. Food, again. Yeah. Uh, one there. There's a few other big. Uh, that by far is the biggest one. I feel like the studios are kind of trying to distract by being like, oh, it's like AI, and it that these guilds just want preventative stuff about AI because they can see what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. The pipe, pipe or pike. Hey, either or. I think it's Pike. And they know that oh, if if they down can, the pipe is if they can just down the pipe. If they can scan me once and then use AI to make me and not pay me, that's absolutely what they'll do. Yeah. And they should have learned from uh Tim Burton's uh Willy Wonka. What about it? Who uh Deep Roy they made a copy of that guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> who the fuck is Deep Roy? You don't know who Deep Roy is? No. Well, maybe fucking... They uh, made a copy of him. <laughs> what do you mean? Open a book. <laughs> All the Oopa Loopas were one guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, Deep Roy. Okay, yeah, I do remember that it was all the same guy. That wasn't AI that did that, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been if, 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 if they could have at the time. Yeah. I, I you know... It, Basically, it's just the writers and actors being like, yeah, I know it doesn't seem like you'd be able to do Who that now. Deep Roy, he says. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you'd be able to do that now or like the results wouldn't be as good, but uh, you'll try it. And like for writers, at least the thing that I've heard, which I which they're afraid of, which totally makes sense is, oh, a studio will have an idea. They'll put it into chat gpt or whatever chat gpt will spit out a shitty script and then they'll just hire somebody to rewrite that shitty script into a real script so they'll just have ai do the first draft all the time uh which i absolutely they would 
and like honestly a lot of these like big blockbuster movies probably do a better job if you were like make a six indiana jones it would probably be like all right well we'll pull a lot more from the other. it'd probably do a better job is what i'm saying did you see the new indiana jones i haven't seen it yet mm, i've heard great. mixed things about it yeah but i also... I heard harrison ford did it. <laughs> uh, well but that's the other thing that i i watched uh what's that guy's name captain midnight you watch yeah. his videos on youtube He's like a. Uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 I've seen him. But he has had a very good video about uh, around like the strikes, and one of the issues he was talking about was that Indiana Jones movie, the new one, costs like I don't know three or four hundred million dollars to make, and it just seems like all these things at this point, nobody stops and goes, "We really think we're gonna make all this money back." We seem like we're just throwing a lot of money at this and just. Praying that it becomes an Avengers Endgame, Avatar 2, billion-plus-dollar hit. But we have no reason to really believe that. Indiana Jones, huge franchise. But, you know, those movies are old, and they're not... They're not this, this huge, must-see thing anymore. Yeah. it's a, The point he made was, he said, nobody, you know, nobody sat back and said... We're making an action movie starring an 80-year-old man. Regardless of how beloved the IP is, how much could this really make? And nobody said, you know what? We should make this movie for $100 million, and then we'll definitely make our money back. Right. But also make sure you have Harrison Ford. Yes. He's the main guy. He is the main guy. He plays uh, Indiana Jones. Mm. I I haven't seen the new one. He might be playing a different character in the new one. But but the point being that like spending is just out yeah. of control, and that's why all these studios that's are crying. These COVID restrictions. <laughs> all these studios are crying poverty, and it's because they're, in some cases, it's like yeah, the studio is losing a ton of money because they're spending it on insane. You know this uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime show that nobody watched. Did that watched. come out? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And they finished season two right before the strike ended uh, or started. So, like, season two, they'll be able to. That's funny put that out. that came out. Did that get, like, nominated for any awards? No. And it costs. I forget how much it was. It was the kind of price. I feel like it might have been, like, a billion dollars yeah. for the season that each episode costs $100 million to make. And at no point did anybody go, well, how could that ever make its money back? Mm. Because it's Amazon, and they'll just throw money at things. And meanwhile, they probably gave, I think they gave $50,000 to make that Jury Duty TV show. Yeah, and it was great. And everybody loved it. Yeah. but that guy. Is that guy in SAG? The the main guy? Yeah. Probably Do now. they let a buffoon who did who got, <laughs> that guy who got seems tricked? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, here's your side guard. He, he, he seems like the nicest man in the world. He does seem like the nice. Anybody hasn't seen Jury Duty, it's amazing. And we're not talking about the Pauly Shore movie. Yeah, that's, but that's also, also amazing, amazing, but yeah. for different hey, reasons. Say hello to Judge Ito. <laughs> <laughs> Topical humor. <laughs> hey, hits as hard in 2023 <laughs> as it did in 1995. Um, no, but uh, the, the studios also aren't taking... Is It's so weird because they aren't taking chances on small things like that. It's like, well, 
let's put everything in one basket. Let, yeah. Let's, you know, I mean, that's what happened to Warner Brothers. They were like, let's just start making none of our superhero movies have ever done well. And then like Wonder Woman and Aquaman did well back to back. And then they were like, let's stop making other types of movies and just make superhero movies. And let's keep spending more and more money on them until they we gotta get let, stop letting wacko yakko and dot make all their decisions <laughs> over there but i mean that's what happened with with the flash where they spent so much money on it it was like this movie has to make money and it didn't and now people are mad that they aren't promoting the next dc uh movie blue beetle and it's like they don't have money they are out of money warner they brothers can, they could borrow some from their ceo uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's he's gutted everything for parts and but but you they're just spending way too much money on one thing, putting yeah. betting everything on, you know, one one chip or whatever, however you do it in uh betting. Yeah, betting everything on one chip. That's a <laughs> seasoned gambler right yeah. there. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work out, they're like, "Oh shit, that was all the money we had to make yeah. movies this year." Yeah, no, you're right. They should be throwing money at you know, a rom-com. Yeah. A superhero movie. Uh a snuff film. <laughs> uh, Something this, for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you 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 place your chips on other chips or as whatever the uh, It just seems like they've gotten obsessed, at least with theatrical releases, with the idea of like hitting a billion dollars in revenue. Yeah. That that's like and and it's just you like You wanna know why? Why? They're all listening to Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Well, just but it's like They're like they thought a million dollars was cool and then Justin Timberlake took them all aside and was like, A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? Yeah, I I know. I remember seeing the movie. A billion dollars is what he said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but, and I guess it's because of these executives that to them it's like, well, if we make a movie for $50 million and it makes $100 million, well, I can't take home a $200 million payday from that. But if we make a you know a flash movie for four hundred million dollars and it makes a billion dollars, well now there's six hundred million dollars yeah. to fool around with. Hey, Tom. Uh huh. I feel like uh, you were trying to say serious stuff this whole time, <laughs> and I was trying to remind you that this was a comedy podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I you don't. Were, you were sent in from the studios. I don't want to lose fact of uh both of us are very much in support of both yeah. wga and sag after and the thing Unless is also, an executive's listening you've got a job for us <laughs> uh sometimes you'll see on social media like somebody being like you know what everybody's talking a big game about uh about supporting these unions yeah and uh you're not supporting them unless you Cancel all your streaming services and don't uh-huh. go see any movies. And then somebody else comes in and is like, that's actually counterproductive. You're <laughs> an idiot. 
for and like then everybody gets all heated up yeah. going back and forth about that so which is why i'm just like i'm just gonna keep kind of watching tv once in a while well i know for that specifically that the unions have said we're we have not called for a consumer boycott yeah i think they've actually said like you know that that at the very least, that doesn't help. I don't know if it necessarily hurts. I don't think enough people are going to do it without a people call for so it to hurt. People are so angry about it too. When the when like one guy is like, "This is why I don't like social media." Yeah, because one guy is just like, <laughs> "You assholes, you have to do this," and then another nah. guy's like, "You asshole, you got it completely backwards." And it's like, I trust both these guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're not crossing the picket line if you turn on your TV right now. I totally get, like, I mean, uh, being disgusted with this whole situation and not wanting to give money to these people. Uh, that That's completely valid. But I think doing that and, and then, like, posting on social media like you're a fucking hero because you canceled your Netflix subscription after the seventh time the prices have gone up. Eh, relax. Everybody relax. If you like the show, you get can... back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Just... I'm running out of shit to watch. If you like the show, you can find out more at TCGT.com. You can find all our social media links there. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Uh, and you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide, where you get books of podcast. And this week, a new book, a new week, a new book. That's not always the case. <laughs> I don't want to overpromise, but we, uh, we've we read uh, half of the Time Machine Bye. starring H.G. Wells. H. Wells. Uh, uh, yeah, and just so, in case you didn't know, Books mm-hmm. of the Podcast is a full hour-long podcast. Yeah, it's, it's an long. additional Sometimes it's po- longer than the show. Often yeah. it's longer. <laughs> yeah, because we also <laughs> record it after this show. And we yeah, have we, beers, when we continue yeah. having beers. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. You get, you get uh, all the back episodes of Books of Podcasts when you sign up to. Check it out. It's dirt cheap. It's $5. I guess that's, I don't know what the prices of dirt are nowadays. Dirt is more expensive than $5. It's cheaper than dirt. (laughs) Um, We're really undervaluing this. uh, I was, uh, I mean, there's a lot more I wanted to talk about. I was just getting too heated. Yeah, go write it in your diary. Uh, Maybe I will, Tim. I'm not part of WGA, so I can continue writing. But I was looking at. I know uh, you've been, you've been, uh, <laughs> you've been, been ta- Tim. I've been inundated with work. <laughs> been taking a lot of meetings, Tom. Uh, I'm writing the entire next season of Yosemite right now. Um, that guy's fucking writing that show. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like, remember during the writer strike when Jay Leno was like, "Hey, write my own monologue." It's like, yeah, that's you're not supposed to do that, <laughs> yeah. asshole. Um, uh, speaking of that. Uh, this weekend is San Diego Comic-Con. SAG and WGM members are not allowed to promote anything Good. while they're on strike, which is something that I hadn't really thought about, but 100% makes sense. That's it, that's even worse because a lot of times they're doing that work for free. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like Comic-Con really sucked shit because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, I directed an episode of this TV show. Uh, no refunds, nerds. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, I thought you might be interested in this. Uh, I, I got a list of things that they are not allowed to do, uh, SAG members. Kissing. Acting. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Singing, dancing. This is uh, on-camera work. Singing, oh, yeah. dancing. Performing stunts, 
performance capture or motion capture work, piloting on-camera aircraft and mm. puppeteering. Mm. Yeah, so Tom Cruise can't be out there like, oh, I'll just... Uh, ah, ah. Tom Puppet. Cruise, he's trying to get waivers and stuff, right? So there was a story that he was trying to get a publicity waiver for himself, but then uh, I read something, and you know maybe this is just you know his PR people got to him that Scientologists that, but it did make a little bit of sense that they said no, it it really didn't. He was talking about other people; it wasn't for him because he's actually done with his Mission Impossible press tour like and i'm like oh yeah I, he's been on that press tour for months now yeah that it's you like oh yeah rode a motorcycle off a off i a did know that i movie. saw a video of it online um two years before the movie came out <laughs> but there are a lot of um uh what was i gonna say uh other Fish things other things shooting because they're independent productions and independent doesn't mean just like, oh, it's my mom gave me the money to make this. Uh, one of the big ones, A24, they are not part of these agreements. So A24 is like multiple movies in production right now. Uh, because they're not part of the AMPT. Yes. And all they have to do is like they get a waiver and basically it says, Whatever the outcome of these negotiations will agree to that, hmm. you know, which it seems fair and it makes sense that you can't be like, well, we want to keep working. And then when they we don't like that, it's like, well, no, you have to agree. And and for these, you know, for smaller studios, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're not going to be able to negotiate better than Disney. Yeah. Uh, I remember during the last strike, I might be mistaken here mm -hmm. about the details, but yeah. it was my understanding that like Letterman came back yeah. with writers before everybody else because he owned his own production company and mm -hmm. he was like, oh, what do you guys want? Yeah, we'll agree to all those terms. And like yeah. basically they broke off from the, and was like, no, we'll give them what they're asking for. And he cut his own deal and came yeah. back. Um, which seems smart. Yeah, I mean, and I've seen people speculating that, like, maybe one of the, uh, like, a streamer, specifically, I've seen people say, like, Apple, because Apple doesn't have that many shows and movies. Apple's really getting off easy on this, huh? What do you mean? Like, nobody's like, oh, screw yeah. you, Apple. Everybody's well, like, and basically, people were saying, like, look, they don't make that much stuff, and they've got tons of money. It'd probably be like a pretty good PR move if they were like, we made our own deal and we're back in production. Yeah, but Tim Cook doesn't want to have to like see David Zaslav in the, at the Hamptons and be like, oh, <laughs> you broke ranks yeah, really with, uh, with the rich guys. Yeah. Eh, I feel like Tim Cook's got like fuck you money even to somebody like David Zaslav. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't really He's care. walking down the street alone when I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we're on strike uh, starting next week. <laughs> we'll see you then. No, you, it'll be scabs in next week <laughs> in case we sound different. That's the explanation. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.